from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. This is our 100th episode! Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week we take a listener prompt and create the greatest story of all time every week. Every single week. It has been, we've, we've, we've hit it. And side note, let's, let's just drop all pretense and say we're at episode 100. We are. 100th numbered episode. This is an important distinction. This is the 100th character focused episode that we have created disc discarding uh audio dramas special episodes uh, behind the scenes stuff patreon extra stuff <laughs> whatever we kind of decided is an episode yeah whatever counts as a real episode this is this is the hundredth of those episodes this is the 200th intro because we have deleted about a hundred different intros this is true and i'm like i cannot i cannot stress that enough right now we are actually on intro number two <laughs> This is, we, we've, we've, we've done this a lot. Now, Aaron, <laughs> this is our hundredth episode. It is. So there's a few things that have to happen. Of course. Okay. There has to be a wedding. Always. There's gotta be a cliffhanger to yep. set us up for the next season. No doubt. The next hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's gotta be, the episode has to end with some behind the scenes, uh, you know, a shot of us like waving to the crowd and like a shot of the studio audience and we're running through shaking hands. <laughs> there's gotta be like a big stunt, you know, like, um, Frazier's 100th episode involves them actually walking the streets of Seattle and they filmed it on location for the first what? time. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. There's More gotta so be- of like, Frazier has 100 episodes. <laughs> Frazier has 200 episodes. What?! That you know, there's got to be a big stunt. All of our old guest stars, the Spiral Hand, uh, Mr. Honkers, Gordon Ramsay, the Stickball and Goofs Network, <laughs> the Road Hogs Network. All of our old guest stars have to come back. Okay, uh, we're gonna have a whole parade. Um, oh, specifically, fuck. here's my pitch: yeah. podcasting convention brings together all of our uh, all of our old network chums, all of those characters that the people love. Are they mad at us? Are those Y'all, networks? They're so mad they- at us. There's a whole montage of people being like, Aaron and Jeff, good luck to the one-shot <laughs> network. We'll see how long that lasts. Name's Stickball Network fucking Crazy Rabbit and Tuna Steve. They're like, hey, fuck those guys. They did, they bailed on There's us after one week. There's probably a whole chase scene where the Stickball crew chases us with their Stickball sticks. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. Aaron, do we have a prompt this week? We don't have a prompt this week. Oh, Surprise. Joke's on you, Jeff. We're just going to sit and we're going to talk and we're going to sip coffee at 7.46 p.m. And we're going to reflect on 100 episodes. It's not. No. I'm just going to close Audacity. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, we, I do want to take a moment and say, like, the 100 episodes, this is very, you know, not a lot of podcasts make it to this point. I'm, I'm pretty proud of this. I'm pretty happy with it. This is a hell of a thing. And thank you to the people that stuck with us and, and hung out with us for all of this, these Hundred plus hours of content. Thank you. It means a lot, and I'm very happy to be here as part of this moment. Yeah, we've come a long way from Samuel Gord to now, and it's just a cool thing to kind of uh, 
feel to feel good about that and yeah. be like a hundred characters after Samuel Gord. Like there are ninety nine other like titled character episodes with like audio dramas and music and shit. It's just so cool to look back and be like, wow, we made this fucking big sand castle. You know? Yeah, we made it. You know, we made we made it. We, we did made it. it. We did. Yeah. It. This is episode is being filmed, uh, filmed and also recorded live from our new IMFC pumpkin colored Lamborghini. We yeah. made it. Um, jokes on you. We're YouTubers now. Um, yeah, and you know we we're killing it up there. I threw a point as though they could hear that. You threw a. What do you mean? I like pointed off to like kind of nothing off to the side. I don't know why. <laughs> I felt like you said we're YouTubers, and I just pointed, and I don't know really what I'm even pointing at. That's okay, because YouTubers point. No, YouTubers point. They point? Okay, They do. They always do. They always go like, hey, guys, what's going on? It's your boy, Tuna Steve. And today, and then they point. Tuna Steve has started a YouTube. Here's the frustrating thing. Yeah. We created (laughs) Tuna Steve as a side character. (laughs) I'm very frustrated that Tuna Steve's side spinoff YouTube show has become so mammoth popular. Are you describing Frasier again? (laughs) (laughs) You motherfucker. (laughs) Aaron, all of my jokes are about either Frasier or Cheers. You should know that. Or or old references to The Simpsons. You should know that by now. So we're Cheers and Tuna Steve is Frasier? Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. I'll take it. I'll take it. But Tuna Steve is fucking making a buck off of us and I hate him. (laughs) All right. So what are we doing here? So what we're doing today is we are revisiting. uh, We asked Twitter to take a poll of who do you want to visit? We made a list and we rolled on it and we landed on... A character to revisit and just kind of talk yes. about where they're at. And that character is number 58, episode 58, Patches Malone. Episode Patches Malone. Opening Doors. A dachshund detective with the power to, I said, slice through the material plane and open, create a door that leads to a destination of, some, of wherever she wants to go. She can teleport with doors. And she locked up a serial killer. Um, you know, we decided, you decided that um, she just wants to be a lump on the couch, doesn't really care to work, just kind of wants to hang out with her wife and her cute kids. Now, what do you want to do to revisit? What do I, what do I, what do I want to do? I, I, what, I'm trying to decide what I want, how we want to approach this, this sort of revisit. This is new territory. This is new territory. Like, so I guess my question is you've listened to the episode, right? I have. Where does the episode end? Cause like what I, the question that I'm interested in is not so much like what, like of a whole new story. I'm just kind of interested in like what the last, let's see, let me look at something real quick. Cause this is kind of the, this is. This is a thing that I want to establish. Yeah. Let me put this constraint on us right away. That episode dropped January 10th, 2018. Oh, wow. That's okay. Wow. That's a long, that's a while That's a long time. Yeah. It has been a year and a half. Oh, God. That's so, you're so good. How has the last year been for Patches? Where did we find her a year ago? So we found her, she was working for her organization called Opening Doors that's meant to uh, bring relief to the victims, the families and the victims of 8-Ball, the serial killer. You know, she and she teaches people self-defense, and she creates a network of portals for heroes to connect to people easier, and she's kind of just set up a support network, literal and physical, for people using her organization. But we said she loves to just go home and be, like, wacky witch mom to her kids and, like, hang out with her wife on the couch. Her wife, Gloriana uh, Featherswick. Fuck. I can't... Fuck. 
So what has she been up to, like, <laughs> since that the events of that episode? One more time. Can you say it? Gloriana Featherswick? You got it. Can we talk about Gloriana real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Gloriana. Fuck, because... Because that actually might be the story that I want to explore in this yeah, episode. I, I would love to get to know Gloriana and their relationship, because that's all she wanted. You said she wanted she to be has a lump a fam- on a couch. Like, they have a family. Yes! So I kind of think, like, if we're checking in, like... Because a big part of that episode... I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off a little bit, no, and like I'm no. just spewing thoughts. Here's kind of my honest feelings if we're doing this sort of check-in on Patches. Half plus of that episode is focused on, like, life after this momentous event. Yes. So it feels sort of vaguely false to me to then be like, and then she's gotta, like, f- fight a volcano. Yeah, right? Like, it feels like, I I feel like it it feels dishonest to the story that we told in that episode to make a sequel. Mm. So I kind of want to approach it a little sideways and, like, see how the year of, like, maybe we can end with, we did say that this episode would end with a cliffhanger, so maybe we kind of end with that cliffhanger. But I think this might be a quiet interlude before we get to that exciting moment. Can I give you an idea I had? Yeah. Patches Malone is the, we said in the episode, when she's at work, she's, like, deathly serious, and, like, people mistake it as, like, cold and uncaring, as, like, this Mm -hmm. chilly detective. But at home, she's, like, wacky, goofy, just wants to hang out with her wife and family, you know? Mm -hmm. What if we play Treehouse Dreams to discover the wacky house of Patches Malone, where she spends an entire year? Let's do it. Like, she spends a year at home. Because we said she only works, like, three-hour days, um, and she just, like, teleports home because she cannot wait to be home. Like, we said she made a treehouse, and, like, she just sits in it. And I was thinking, I was like, what if her house is, like, the ultimate place to chill, decompress, and, like, have kids go on cool adventures? Like, maybe there is a door. Like, she makes a door in the kid's bedroom that leads to just, like, a ball pit. I'm into it. Let's do it. Ah, because that game, too, is just so fucking wholesome that I feel like it's the perfect way to check in on someone who's, like, been through a shitty thing, created something wonderful, and then rewards herself by making a sanctuary for herself. Yeah. I've also been thinking about this because of masks. The doomed character has a sanctuary where it's like, what do you have there that is your sanctuary that recharges you and, like, makes you feel powerful? And I was like... I think Patches Malone deserves that. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you have a deck of cards? Oh, shit. Let me get that. Okay. All right. The first card I drew, you ready? Mm -hmm. Is the Ace of Spades. (laughs) Ace of Spades. Aaron? Yeah. Um, The (laughs) Ace of Spades says as a card, uh, you must tell a story of how you fight a new, it it specifically says new serial killer. (laughs) Stop. No, it does not. (laughs) I don't know why they don't think they included that in the game. You treehouse dreams. This game about building a treehouse and developing friendship, you know. And then I have one in 52 chance. Uh, it's actually, I'm reading the PDF you sent me of treehouse dreams. It says eight ball D thaws. It's Callahan Whiskerman. Ha ha. That's what 99.5 meant. Retell the story, but with Callahan. Teehee lols. Fuck. Very odd, odd twist. Well, we got to play the game. Okay, so Callahan. No, <laughs> what does uh, it say? The Ace of Spades is a story. Is is aces in Treehouse Dreams? Are you tell me a story? Okay, this is a story about her fears. Oh, okay. It is a story about what creature you fear the most, something inexplicable that terrified you, about a courageous moment, 
about frightening someone you know or about something stressful or daunting in your past hmm. that you overcame. So I actually have a pitch for this. Okay. If you don't mind. Or unless you have thoughts. No, I mean, I kind of want you to tell me your fear first. I Because it's supposed to be you and I playing this game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a little bit of all of them. Yeah, fuck it. This is a wholesome 100th episode. Because I think, like, I want to go with stressful or daunting, and I want to focus it on her. Yeah. I want to kind of ask you, I'm going to phrase this in a particular way. Okay. How has she dealt with the legacy of 8-Ball? Oof. Since this has unfolded in the last year. Hmm. I imagine that it is very difficult. I imagine that, um, you know, in a in detective story fashion, you know what I mean? If, if this is a mm-hmm. detective story, it's, you know, they put away uh, Buffalo Bill, Hannibal Lecter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people have to worry in those movies about, like, copycats or, like, do they break out? You know, it's just something that, do, does 8-Ball does stay with her or is she fucking over it? Because, like, in detective, in detective stories, usually they're, like, haunted by, you know, the one person who's, like, their arch nemesis. But it doesn't have to be that. I think she's not haunted. Here's what I think it is. Yeah. Now that you say that, like, I think I have a pretty clear idea. We did say that she was going to keep tabs on him forever. Yeah, there's a door that goes right to 8-Ball, like, in the frozen, whatever frozen dungeon she left him in. So I think she's not, like, haunted by it. But she does carry it because she's like, she always has that thought of like, I think maybe like once in a while, here's the first location in our treehouse. Deep below, like in like the basement, you know, behind some shelves, there is this door to the frozen waste. Like that is like near the frozen waste, near the frozen cave where his icy, his icy body sits. You know, he wouldn't know it's there because she put it there after his body froze. So it's it's hidden even from the body of 8-Ball. And she just goes and, like, checks on it sometimes. Huh. Just to remind herself, like, it's frozen. Y'all, if you are listening to this and going, like, that was fucking real good right at the start, that was me just now, like, falling over and snapping at my desk. Because, Jeff, that is so good. Yeah. I have to give you credit where it's due right now because that is very good way. That's just good writing right there, baby. Mm-hmm. Um. That, yeah, behind, like, so I imagine, because it's just, like, a regular house, that yeah. there's a shelf with, like, paint cans, heavy things, things that, like, a, a, a child couldn't move. Yeah. You know, it's intentionally placed there that's very, you know, their weight set is, like, in front of it. But if you slide it out of the way, there is a door against the wall that leads right to this, like, ice chamber and, like, has she visited it? I That's think she a, visits it fairly often, honestly. Yeah, I honestly I think, think it's one of those. I think she just kind of, like, she checks in on it. And it's not necessarily to comfort herself. It's just she's like, this is my responsibility. Yeah. It's to make – I have I have given myself this responsibility. This is part of the job now. Like, I'm not a detective anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is part of my job. I love can I that. Add a, can I add a detail? Please do. You're on fire. <laughs> it is not a doorway in the wall. There is a second room. She, she, like, dug into the earth behind about six inches of stone and dirt in the basement. So even if you were to, by chance, move that shelf, you couldn't get to it. That's so good. The only way that you can get to it is by teleporting into it. Oh, baby! So that, and in her mind, it's, well, even if he were to get out, he just finds himself buried in a box. Oh, oh fuck, that's so good! Oh my god! 
Yeah, because I've often thought about that. Like when you're listening, like I re-listened today, and like while I was re-listening, I was like, he's gonna get out, you know, and he's she's gonna have to like hunt him again. But I then I was like silencing that voice of like that's stupid. Like I like the fact that he's gone. But yeah. it's it is something that is like you said it's her responsibility to keep it that way, yeah. and that is something like you said. How does she deal with the legacy of Eight Ball? And it's kind of just like that job, that task of checking in, making sure everything is where it needs to be, that no one has come for it, that no yeah. one is like studying it. Yeah, like because we oftentimes in in fantasy settings, especially, it's like you know. Uh, legendary evil goes away, they gain followers, they revive it type thing. You know, like every Castlevania and things like mm-hmm. that. But this is like, if someone were in the way to like block that, she has to make sure, like, if people find out about 8-Ball, they're going to get interested. Yeah. And they'll go looking. And like, and I can't have that. I have to bury this li- literally and physically. I have to bury any memory of 8-Ball so deep that no one will ever find it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's very good. All right. Give me, my, <laughs> give me our next card. All right. Next card is the two of spades. The two of spades. All right. The two of spades is the flag. What is what does the treehouse flag look like? What images are on it? What are the meanings behind the colors? So the Patches Malone's home has a flag. Okay. Let's let's bra- let's broaden this a little bit. Yeah. What's her decor like? Mm, okay. This is across the entire house. You know, it can be the flag, but I also like the idea of the, using this as a way to explore the visual aesthetic of her home. Okay. My my image, my initial image of this house is um, her life is her family. So I think kids make a lot of decisions about deco- mm-hmm. decorating the house. And it's sort of like a house where every school project and every hand-drawn thing that her children make, every finger painting, every, you know, knit scarf that her kids learn how to make, everything decorates the home. Like it's covered in trophies from, you know, the sports they play, their report cards. Their, because she, at the end of the day, like this is her entire life is dedicated to like – her family and like the love that it's pictures, mm-hmm. you know, of them everywhere they go. They snap a family photo, hang it on the wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovingly cluttered. Yes. Oh, I love that phrase. It's just like you walk in and it's so lived in. And so mm-hmm. like you feel the appreciation she has for yeah. the things that her family makes. Yeah. And it might even seem like clumsy or like messy to an outside view until you really start studying it. Yeah, Absolutely. Let me. All right. Now I want to do. I want to take this question in another another direction. Yeah. And here's how we're gonna do this. You said you want to play this game honestly with Aaron's answers and Jeff's answers. Sure. I mean, we can. And I I I do want to do that. And here's why I want to do that, especially for this question. We said we want to get to know Gloriana. Yeah. And I I think that this is a, this this question is an opportunity to do that. Okay. I'm gonna ask you. What's one element of the decor that reflects air? Like what? Like what would be an element of the decor that you would add to this hypothetical space? You, Aaron. Hmm. And I will answer the same, and then we can use that as an element of Gloriana. Like how I would decorate the house. Yeah. What's added? Adding to this lovingly cluttered space. What is something that you would oh. you specifically would add to it? Uh, an office. Okay. Um, like a, a space I would want. Uh, oh no. Hmm. Yes, I would want there to be lovingly cluttered areas, but one corner of the living room is perfectly clean and organized because that's the workspace for Gloriana. Mm, I think I that, that Patches like sets up this house and like because I would want that. I like I have in my apartment now like I have a big L desk that's like 
my space with like all my knickknacks and nerdy shit on it. Everything is perfectly contained in this zone. So when I sit here, I'm like, it's time to work or it's time to like chill and enjoy YouTube videos or something. But it's like my space. And I think a big part of the decor is clutter, lovingly cluttered, lovingly decorated. But there is one zone that is specifically, uh, Patches set it up for Gloriana. You know, it's it's her space and hers alone that she can use to work, decompress, and just have like some her time in the morning. Now, my answer to this, actually, I, I feel like I have a good pitch once, once both of our answers synthesize. My answer to this is there's a corner of my apartment that I dearly love. And that is we have all of the artwork that we have commissioned at conventions. Mm. We have our little art gallery corner. So I think that would be the element that I would add is like a, a spot in the house that is not photos, but like paintings and drawings and sketches on the walls. Here's what I think this says about Gloriana, that her office space is lined with these like paintings and pieces of traditional fine art. Yeah. Or like some of them are sketchbook pages. Some of them are <laughs> comics. Some of them are a variety of different. I think she's an art dealer. I, I like that a lot. And I think she has this space. Like, I think she's not an artist per se, but I think she buys and sells art. And so she has this little space with like ledgers mm. and, you know, Rolodexes. And she's like, okay, yeah, I this is where I manage things. This is where I make deals. And I need to have this space clear and like cordoned off to a certain extent so that like if i'm writing a contract for someone to sell them a piece of art they have that space open to them and it's really great um when you because when you think about this house that's like you know uh patches is like the fun crazy mom who's like come on kids let's go on an adventure we're playing pirates today and like you know they jump in the backyard it's good that patches you know encourages a space where like business can be done because patches yeah. can just come and go as she pleases so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. good that Gloriana has her own, like, it feels, she wanted it to feel like a portal to Gloriana's own personal space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, it's something that, like, she really, like, emphasizes to the kids, like, this is, this is Mama Gloriana's space. Like, we respect it in the same way that we respect your toys and we respect your, like, interests and hobbies. We respect hers. We respect her business. Oh, it's so good. I like this art family. dealer character that's forming of, like... They're just smart, and I just, I That's love it. That's what I mean. And now I think, and with that, I think we can start, like, fleshing out that character. Now that we kind of know her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know a lot about her, so we can start, like, thinking about that. And I think that's a good way to kind of, you know, if we if we answer it as us, we can throw that in as something for Patches or Gloriana. I think yeah. we have start to have this character in mind. Give me another draw. King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds. Where are we at? King of Diamonds. The Dressing Room. Piles and piles of costumes, homespun and well-worn, but each has one that is especially for you. This is what you choose to embody your most heroic self, ready for action, ready adventure, ready for life. What, what, what's Patch's power outfit, and what is Gloriana's? Oh, I love this question. Um, Patch's power outfit. Because I something I like acknowledging about worlds like this is that people who are, for lack of a better term, like normal or like ordinary, know that heroes exist. Mm -hmm. You know, so part of me likes the fact that Gloriana like did something heroic and like does amazing things to help people, mm -hmm. but doesn't see herself as a, I meant patches. Did I say Gloriana? Yeah, maybe, but it's fine. 
Okay, I meant Patches. Patches did, like, amazing things and, you know, is, for lack of a better term, like, a superhero. You know, she has Mm -hmm. a power. I don't think she sees herself that way. So I think that when her power – is it costume or outfit? Outfit. Uh, it's it's it says costume, but I like outfit. And also, I, I have a follow up question to expand it a little bit. Okay, I think her power outfit is like athletic gear that you can like jump around the backyard in. Like you, you know, when you were a kid, you had sneakers, and they were mm-hmm. like your getting dirty sneakers because you also had like the shoes you would wear to like little kid formal event. You know, mm-hmm. then you had your sneakers that you beat the shit out of. Yeah. Um, I think she has a pair of busted ass sneakers, you know, like a pair of overalls and like a cool button down that she loves that when she puts it on, she's like time to like hang out with the kids, get dirty in the backyard and like play all fucking day. I know what Gloriana's is. I'm thinking I've been thinking about it. Okay. I think it is like a power suit. You know, she is very much if she is if she is wheeling and dealing and she's a professional, I think she's got like formal wear, right? Like professional wear. Love it. But the detail that I'm going to add, I think she wears Patch's old trench coat. Oh, God, that's so cute and good. I think she wears Patch's old trench because I think like there was a time in her life when she wasn't sure Patch's was going to come back. Mm. You know, she lived in that. She lived a period when she was like, this might be it. Yeah. And now she gets to know that like that that period is over and that like she's moved on to a new chapter in her life so gloriana wears this coat that was like that was like the coat that saved the world and it's 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 the coat and she wears it and she's like all right it's here it's with me like she's with me i love that it makes her feel powerful to wear Mm -hmm. like it you know it in her eyes i'm sure she's like the things you did were incredible. Like, you know, uh, you're my, you're a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a hero when I wear your trench coat from those days. Yeah. And Patches is like, oh, God, I just wore that thing because, you know, I had to look the part. But to her, it's like, you know, she's Gloriana smiles and is like, that's great, but it's mine now. Yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, I like now, that a lot. Here's my follow-up question. Okay. What are their daily routines like? Hmm. What is their what is their power up routine like? What is their their morning ritual that that you know sends them out the door with both feet you know char rushing rushing to take on the day? I have a pitch, and it, there can be two. You know what yeah. I mean? Because my initial thought is there's all these kids. You know what I mean? It's this wonderful yeah. wacky family. Everybody's hanging out all the time. It's crazy. I think in the morning they take time to sit on their little something I've always wanted, like something I want later on in my life is a a deck that's just connected to the master bedroom. Yep. So I think in the morning, they get, like, they wake up, they don't wake the kids, you know, and they sneak Mm -hmm. down. One of them prepares the coffee, and the other one sleeps in, and they rotate. And they bring up the coffee, and they, like, they sit on that deck, and they just chat, you know, and catch up just a little bit for, like, 15, 20 minutes every day. They enjoy their coffee, looking out at their deck. They talk about stuff, you know, and they make sure they take time for each other before, you know, like, the day happens. Because they're busy people, you know, they're both working hard for their goals and their dreams and their kids. But they do make sure to make time for each other. And they have that, like, all right, you ready to go to work? And because you hear them, like, you hear the kids, like, you know, waking up, Mm -hmm. running around the house. They're like, all right, let's get to work. I like that. I like that a lot. What do you think their power-up ritual is? What do I think their power-up ritual is? I think it is, I think it comes sort of at the end of the day. Because I think Gloriana works from home. 
Oh, I like that. Because she's she's got her off. Like, that would explain why she has an office. Yeah. And why she has ledgers and Rolodexes. If she is managing her art dealership from home, it would also explain why the art pieces are in the house. Ooh, you're smart. <laughs> so I think... Her, I think their power routine, like, I think it's an end of the day. I think it's almost the opposite of a power routine. It's like a cool down routine, right? Yeah, like, yeah. their power up routine is coffee in the morning. Their cool down routine is, you know, um, it is the one time when Gloriana's space is sort of interrupted, is when uh, Patches kind of hops in and just like drops off, like, drops off dinner, whatever dinner is. Like, in front of her, she's like, hey, workday's over, clock out. And it basically, like, Gloriana has sort of trained herself to, and I think she's very comfortable in, like, you know, she, she, she takes care of the kids when they're home. She, like, manages the house stuff. She's handling all of this alongside her business. And then, you know, she's trained herself to just be like, I'm in work mode until that sandwich is in front of me. (laughs) I'm in work mode until that sandwich is right in front of my face. I dig that. I love this. It's, it's, I, I love that, um, we're giving the heroes, like, you know, a hero story opportunity to talk about, like, you know, real stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just love that she has an opportunity to, like, I don't know, that there's just a supportive, magical couple happening. Yeah. I did, I love that so much. Yeah. I think, and I think, like, I like that she's working from home. She's may hoping she, she takes care of the kids, but she also values having her alone time, right? Like, oh, of course. You know, it, it's not to say that she doesn't, love the kids but there's all i think there's a moment when like one of their kids is sick that she's like okay but i gotta i i do have to work (laughs) question for you where did they meet where did the two of them meet i feel like it's easy to say an art like a gallery opening yeah or or like a museum but like where is something that a detective who loves like okay i have it for you they met at an arts and crafts festival the arts and crafts festival came to i know you say it's it's easy to pick that well, I have something. What is it? Please tell me it's a flea market. No, it's an arts festival. Well, I mean, there's only so many scenarios in which you would need to call a detective. And that's because she had to catch the arts festival cat burglar. <laughs> <laughs> there's an art thief. <laughs> Wait, so she met like while working. They met like yeah. while working. Like she was a client. Yeah. And so I she met that. like... She met, like, she met and was initially charmed by, like, stone-faced, you know, cold business-first patches. Yeah, like, where? what did you see last? All right, where, you know, do you have any enemies you might have? It's like, oh, okay. Ooh. Here's, here's, the, here's the moment. Can I give you the moment? Absolutely. Sorry, I feel like I'm driving the ship today. No, please drive the ship. I'm not going to cut out your interruptions. I don't care. This is how, this is how, the, once again, my emphasis on I don't want people to think we're magic. Mm -hmm. You know, I want people to know that, like, it is just two people chatting. So here's my thought on the moment. There is, they're at, like, she's in full work mode, right? She's like, okay, okay, what are the pieces that were taken? Where were you? Where were they? And she's like, she's, you know, she's surveying the situation. And she sees off to the side, like, there's, like, a children's work, like, like, work area, like, a children's, like, play area. And there's, like, a finger painting. And she's like, okay, okay. Oh, that's so, oh, I gotta, oh, uh, Jaden's gonna, oh, that's so, so, okay, no, sorry, I'm work, work, work mode. <laughs> hmm. And there's, and it's this tiny moment that I don't even think anybody other than Gloriana saw. Mm. 
but it just it that feels very real to me of that moment of like slow dropping character for just that second it would make it, it's a cute moment for like why they get together it's because mm-hmm. like they're both working people yeah you know they're both people who are very like we said that like although uh patches malone is like you know a detective blah blah like she deeply cares about this work because she has a, yeah. deep, a responsibility and i think that gloriana is the same way where it's like you know it's there's a lot of art out there in fantasy. I try to like, you know, promote small artists and get their work seen and get them their like a good value for their work, you know. And I, I think the other half of it is like she really, you know, she sees it as a responsibility as well of like, I am making sure that people have art in their lives, that people have something that they can treasure. Like that's valuable and that's a valuable skill. Like, you know, there's a job aspect to it. But it is something that helps people in its own tiny way. I may not be out there catching serial killers, but people who work with me go home and they have a treasured piece of art. That's pretty special. What I think is is Gloriana is a little bit of that serious that Patches Malone Mm -hmm. likes to portray. And Patches Malone was putting on the cold face. You know, she was like, where did they go? And Gloriana was kind of like, you know, saw through it, I think. And was like, what are you doing? You know, like, you can chill a little bit. I think there are times when Gloriana calls Patches out on pretending to be Gloriana. <laughs> I think there's times when she catches her being, like, she's, she, she'll walk in and, she'll, and, and Patches will be around, like, the full, uh, you know, cork board, conspiracy board, and she'll be like, but... Okay, but that means that they were there. And she's like, dial dial back the impression. You're not fooling anybody. And she's like, oh, God, you, I, I didn't realize you were standing there. She thinks that Gloriana is that fucking cool. Yeah. Like that cold art dealer of, like, badass, you know, business person, buying and dealing, you know. No, I want my client. My client's going to get exactly what they're worth, goddammit. And you're not going to give me anything less. And the person's like, okay, okay. And like patches is like, God damn! I wish I could do that. Yeah, Fuck. I think that I think that she gets a lot of cold faced business patches from Gloriana. I who love is, that. You know, family time aside, like you know, to degree, always like that is Gloriana. I think she is that sort of like professional person, and she kind of dials it back like around the family to like really enjoy herself. But she is like she is like no, this is my job. My job is serious. And a, a quick note about Gloriana that I think is funny is Gloriana is very imaginative and like mm-hmm. very creative, but very bad at verbally expressing it. So mm. when they're playing pretend, like everybody's dressed up like pirates in the backyard, and Patches is like, you know, deeply invested, like screaming at the bow of their pirate ship, like, you know, first mate, Gloriana, pull the mizzen mast. And she's like, aye, aye, Captain, I'll get on that right now. Oh, no, it's a fish there's a big fish coming it's so big oh lord kids what are we gonna do and she's like throwing the shrug like i don't i don't like has a really good plot yeah point in her head but on the outside it's like oh no a fish kids how do we stop a fish Love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Do you want to do like two more cards? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. All right, can we, we can always we can roll on tables at the end for Gloriana because yeah. now yeah, I'm like about to. it. I feel like I have a really good picture. We know how they met. We know what their life is like. We've seen what that year is like. Yeah. Seven of clubs. Seven of clubs. 
Seven of Clubs is the name of the tree. Mm. What is the name of the tree or the tree house? What is, what is, okay, I like that. What is, what, what is, let's see, what is the name of the tree or the tree house or the group? Mm, okay. Because we said she built her kids a tree house. Yeah. And I think, huh, you know, what is the name of the tree? I, okay, how can we phrase that to be about this family That's unit? That's what I'm trying to think. You know, like I'm this. I'm trying to think. Okay. Okay. What is the name of their neighborhood and why is it called that? Oh, baby. Okay. So they live in Iron Hill. Mm-hmm. And they have an what is their like what's their like district like or their town? Yeah, their their neighborhood in Iron Hill. What is their their neighborhood like? Um hmm. So they have a yard. And yeah. so okay. My my initial thought, I don't know if it's not based on anything. This isn't like an idea. I see them being in, like, um, they live in, like, the theater district. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I see one of these couples that live in New York that, like, live in, like, Midtown. And people mm-hmm. see them and they're like, oh, my God, I don't know how you live in the Midtown. And, you know, it's so busy and it's so crazy. And they're like, I love it here. Like, you know, and their kids are, like, real smart, real well-rounded people. And I think it's because they've constantly been immersed in this, like, busy district full of life and theater. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I think they just live like right in the middle of right in the middle. You know, they've got a tiny little like uh, they've got a tiny little backyard space. But I think part of it is that they make it feel big, right? Oh, that's great! They've got a tiny little space that they make feel sort of expansive. I dig and it. It's, I think it's it's. I think this is a, a a a section of Iron Hill. This is maybe like yeah. I think it's 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 right in the middle of things. There's there's breweries around. Like it is. You know, peak walk like peak walking area, and I think they get a lot of like walk by neighbor traffic. Mmm. They have a porch. They yeah, have a they porch. Have a porch. They have a deck. Like they, they definitely have barbecues. I love. Okay, so uh, something I like about um a lot of types of houses in Puerto Rico, like you have this little porch, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's chilling on their motherfucking porch. Um, so that, I think that's a big thing in Iron Hill is that kind of neighborhood. Like everybody, a lot of people in outside, and uh, a lot of people in Iron Hill like to be outside. Like being outside no matter what, and it's this feeling of like everybody's hanging on their porch, you go to your neighbor's house. Like I see these kids, like they play with Patches Malone and Gloriana, you know, and like hang out at the house, but also they like run across the street to the neighbor's house and like there's a group of kids for them. And it's this kind of like really great family mentality of this this town this little neighborhood in Iron Hill where it's just like everybody knows everybody you know it is that cheers village aspect where like everybody contributes and does their part to make the place like a family mm-hmm. you know the everybody they're well-rounded kids because they're experiencing people from all sorts of walks of life and backgrounds in this community and it's something that like maybe it maybe the town has like a nickname the district has like a nickname you know, mm-hmm. and that's like they live in, I don't know what the name of this tree is or this tree house, but this kind of community where everybody's always outside grilling and cooking. Like you bear, like the, you said that, you know, Gloriana gets a sandwich dropped off. Maybe it's like once a week, every day for a week, one person in this area cooks dinner for the whole neighborhood mm-hmm. and people pick it up, bring it home. So this week it was like a sandwich. She brings it home. So it's kind of this like providing neighborhood and it's known as Beaten Path. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. So Beaten Path and Iron Hill is the name of the collective community of Patches Malone and Gloriana Featherwind. Feather, that, Feathers Wick. Feathers Wick is even, God, it's so fucking good. Where, you know, their kids grow up really like what we think of as like, really, no one's like to be a kid. Where you can like go outside and play and meet other kids and learn and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch anyway. I just talked for I love a fucking it. No, while. I think that's perfect. Great. Give me another card. Six of Diamonds. Six of Diamonds. And I think this will be the last card that we do. Then we'll roll on tables and we'll call it, we'll call it a day. Cool. Six of Diamonds. The Armory. There are weapons here. Which one can you use? If you don't use a weapon, which one do you wish that you could use? What's what's here? What is what is this space? Hmm. Is this is this the room where you said the conspiracy theory corkboard is for hmm. for her? This is this is her. This is Patch's office. It's not even in the. Ha- there's a door to it in the house, mm-hmm. but it is not in the house. Yeah, but it is like tech, but ad- it's house adjacent. You know. Yeah. And it is where she goes. It's in the shed, but the shed doesn't have a door. Oh, I love so that. Like, so, like, you have to either knock or know where the secret entrance is, which only Gloriana knows about. I love this. That it's her, like, she, it's, it, it is the armory. It's a place where, like, her weapons, like, we said she's not strong. She's good at, like, self-defense. Yeah. But, like, she is just a teleporter with incredible detective skills. This is her workshop in terms of, like, piecing problems together. It's her workspace. But also the things that, like, she doesn't want to, it's a place where she can kind of escape to. Because mm-hmm. this is a place that she doesn't like going. Yeah. You know, she doesn't like visiting the armory. No. And it's it's got like spy equipment, right? Like it's like the the weapons that are there are like goggles and like photo development lab stuff. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff. Like those are her weapons. Those are the things that she uses to excel at her job are spy equipment, you know, listening stones and magical stuff like that. Like it's stuff that lets her track people and keep tabs on things. Can I give you a pitch about how this ties into the whole like family unit that we're making? Yeah. In this shed, Gloriana knows the way in, you said. Mm -hmm. In this shed full of spy equipment, telescopes, you know, bugs and cool things like that. Bugs meaning like audio um, and cool detective outfits. Gloriana has a very comfy chair and a TV in there. Because Mm. sometimes Patches, when Patches goes in, Patches doesn't want to go. And so Patches says to her wife, like, Hey, can you just hang out with me while I'm at work today, while I'm doing this? Like, I really don't want to be in there alone. I don't want to do this. And Gloriana just started being like, yeah, I'll hang out with you while you're at work. But, like, I don't want anything to do with this. You know, I don't like the fact that you're going in there either. But I'll keep you company if you give me a TV to watch. And so it's just like this nice time. that I think that's a treasured thing that Patches has. That kind of happened, you said, in the the year after 8-Ball. Where it's like, if I'm going to do my work... I want kind of family around no matter what. So mm-hmm. like the kids are with a family member, sitter, neighbor, and her and Gloriana head into the shed and she's doing all her work and her research and piecing things together. And Gloriana's just there and it brings her a sense of comfort of like, I don't have to go back to who I was in my life when I was chasing eight ball. It's everything, mm-hmm. anything that she can remind herself that things are different now in this year. You know, yeah. I think she takes advantage of. And it's those moments where, like, you know, she's looking into, you know, her spy things and she's like, 
oh, someone's acting up, and she hears a chuckle from her wife, it kind of brings her back and is like, okay, everything's, it's not the same. I feel good. I feel and good. And I, I like that that establishes them as fairly different people. Absolutely. Because Gloriana does not like people around when she's working. Like, she she has her workspace, and she has work mode. She turns it on, and she's like, I gotta close this deal. I gotta, I gotta hash this out. I gotta... I gotta, I gotta solve this because this person's gotta buy this statue because I need to get this statue out of my apartment. So, like, I just need, I need them to buy this statue. And so, like, she just needs to be, like, by herself in her moment. And she knows that for Patches to do her best work, she needs somebody around. Yeah. And it makes them different, but they accommodate each other. I fucking love this so much. It's just it's cute. It's very cute. It is very, very, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. Now, before we roll on tables. Okay. I have the cliffhanger. Oh, do you know what question has never what question we have not answered? What were they caught? Wait, the art gallery thief? They thought that that art gallery thief just disappeared. Oh, pieces stopped getting stolen. They thought that they were scared. But when one piece disappears, (gasps) Patches is like, guess I'm going back to work. Ooh, honey, you want to join me in the shed? And there's our cliffhanger. I love that. All right. Now let's roll on some tables and wrap it up. What background do you think she has? Uh, I have a fan-created background off of the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. I've been looking for it for the... I've been looking at him for the last few minutes. I dig it. Uh, what do you think about Collector? I like it. I'm sure there's something... I'm sure there are tons of things that we can find in there. Yeah, I feel like that feels pretty good for Gloriana as a collector of art and seller of them. Yeah, I think when they... So a quick note that I have to throw in is when they started... When they moved in together, you know, I think Patches brought all her, like you know tarot and smudging and things that my mom has in her house like incense yeah. burners and stuff like that like cool witch shit and gloriana was like this is not going to be our entire home and that's why it has this collective like mm-hmm. what's some art you like let's find art that this is the art that i like and they kind of combined their interest in love yeah and that's why it's this be- this cool like clutter of love thing mm-hmm. all right that's all i had to say give me a d8 for a personality trait uh d8 okay Two. When I see something to add to my collection, I will stop at nothing to get it. She's a bulldog, man. She'll get you. She chases you down. She is. Okay, this is how I'll interpret that. Because she's, we said she promotes small artists' work and gets it mm-hmm. seen and bought for, like, money, you know? Mm-hmm. So if she sees someone making something amazing, she will not rest until that person's life is bettered from their art. Yeah. You know, if she sees, like... She's a hell of an advocate. It would be like scrolling through Twitter. If she sees like an artist, she's like, I will not rest until this person has made their first million. Mm-hmm. You know, and, she, and if she knows that you're buying art, it's exactly the opposite. She will not stop hounding you. No. She will not stop knocking on your door. She's like, I got another piece. I got another piece that I think you didn't like the last seven, but I think this is the one until you find she finds that piece that you're like, this is what I've always wanted. She's like, she will not stop. Just being like, I got it. I got one more. I have one more that I think you'll really dig. So question. I said that she is like a business bulldog. You know that mm-hmm. term? Is she a literal bulldog? <laughs> she can be. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I listened to the episode and we mentioned, we laugh at so many stupid dog jokes last episode. Then I was like, we don't have a single dog joke. Yeah. I think she's a bulldog. She's a literal bulldog. Cool. All right. That's all. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, give me a D6 for an ideal. All right. Um, let's roll animal. So I have a second animal D6. Let's roll okay. that. That's a five monkey. Love. My collection is the coolest. Okay. So the art that she has. 
has. Like she has her work art that she's like promoting and stuff, but the mm-hmm. thing she keeps for herself. What is her personal taste? Do you want to roll on it? We can. Why don't you roll on it? Roll me a de- Roll me a twelve-sided dice. Oh God! Hold on, let me open my bag. It's gonna take me an hour. I'm gonna keep this in. How long it takes me to find a D12? Don't tell me the shape. That's a D10. Oh, I found it. Okay. All right. Two again. Forks. <laughs> Wait, forks. It's forks with googly eyes, Aaron. Can't breathe. She collects <laughs> from all over the world. She collects food, fuck, just forks, not like forks, knives, spoons, like not silverware sets. Forks, forks, patches is the one thing that they disagree on. Is that patches like is like they're just forks? It's like, but this one has Google eyes on it. It's made out of wood. This one, <laughs> like, <laughs> huh? look, look at it. Look how fucking she thinks that like cute. Like, do you remember precious moments figurines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like that. Where like some people are like, these are magical to me, and I love them. And most people look at them and like, ugh, God. He's like, these are my forks. Like, look how fucking cool this one is. This one has a gold handle, and if you look, it's like, it turns into antique roadshow. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> but you can't have a meal without a deep exploration. Like no. new people come over for a dinner party. Oh, let me tell you about that fork. Oh, oh, you're going to love it. I specifically picked it out for you. I, it's the perfect fork for you. And people leave and they're like, that was the weirdest fucking conversation. My fork had fucking hair and googly eyes on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Aaron, give me a D6 for a bomb. <laughs> animal, animal D6, go. Uh, five, Ant. I have a rival who thinks he's better at collecting than me. <laughs> some dick at work <laughs> this is the dick at work and uh gloriana tells patches like all every day it'll be like that that's her super villain mm-hmm. is dick at work ronald is fucking ronald <laughs> ronald at work he's a fucking asshole and he's like her business rival like <laughs> for every time that like patches would be like yeah you know so and so got away i couldn't get him it's like feel that Fucking Ronald stole this deal right out from under me. And they're like, they commiserate together about fucking serial killers and detective things. But she knows. But Patches understands that there is one that's more important than the other. Yeah. Because Ronald is that thorn in Gloriana's side that like deeply like upsets her sometimes. Fucking Ronald sneaks in and is like, ha, I got it first. <laughs> and Ronald is very vocal on social media have you, about have you filled out? Have you filled out your receipts for the quarter yet? You you know that I haven't. You know. You know I haven't. <laughs> this is an office douche. Is it even a rival, or is it just an office douche? He's, he's just a guy that she doesn't like. <laughs> but she like is a bulldog about it, so she's constantly just like she's made it into like this rivalry when she's just like he just I just I can't fucking stand him. He knew it was my lunch. He knew it was my lunch. He called me for a conference call. It could have been a fucking email. Ronald. Ronald. Oh, my God. Like, phone goes off in the middle of the night because they have a group project. And Patch is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why is Ronald calling you? Hello? Hey, uh, Gloriana, I was thinking. It's four in the morning. So, what we need to do is I think we should replace the water in the office. I work from home now, Ronald. I don't go to the office anymore. I know, but I feel like I should keep you in the loop because you're a valued teammate. 
I just wanted to like send you the invite. We are having our happy hour Thursday. I oh, know that we had said Wednesday before, but it's been moved. To- I know, Ronald. I was in that meeting. Let me fucking rest, Ronald. My <laughs> God, Ron. Everything is just like fucking Ronald. Jesus Christ. But he's great. Like he he means well. Does he is he a piece of shit or does no, he, he mean means, well? He's just oh, he's just kind of shitty. <laughs> just kind of suck he just sucks real bad like he'll come over and do that thing where like he will eat to his cart's content at this dinner party and then not offer to do dishes or help out he doesn't bring mm-hmm. anything when they have a party ronald is the fir- is the last person there contributes nothing tells stories about himself and then bounces mm-hmm. he is a podcast that you have to listen to you've got to it's him and his it's him and his friend brian and they just talk about whatever <laughs> just talk about whatever. This is whatever's you know whatever's tickling the funny bone that week. They just shoot goofums back and forth. And Patches has listened to it, but Gloriana hasn't. And Patches is like, I tried it. I tried it. I'm sorry. I tried goofums and gabos from Ronald. I listened to it. And she's like, you didn't. You didn't. You fucking listened. Like I didn't like it, but I listened to the first three episodes. Three. Three patches? Three you want to give him three? Yeah, I give him three. Give him a try. And you know, it was as bad as we think, but I, I have to come clean. I laughed four times. And she's like, <laughs> patches. How could you fucking betray I'm, me this way? I'm going into the shit. <laughs> give me a D6 for a flaw. Uh, what are we having for dinner tonight? D6. We're having chicken tonight. That's a four. I'm somewhat antisocial. I care more about my collection than friendship. She's real serious. She's this is her this is her way of relating to the world, right? Mm. Like this is she, you know she, work is her love language, so she she relates to people by way of her work and by way of helping other people with their work. I love that's a big reason why she helps patches. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. And like when patches is going through like a rough time, like during the eight ball crisis, I think that for the private collection for the house, she was bringing home, like, Patches would come home and head back to the shed, and there'd be, like, a new piece waiting for her, like, hanging up. Whatever Patches' taste is, you know, it's a picture of a detect. it's a magnifying glass, like a painting of a, it's a, it's a falcon, she got her an original falcon veil, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh my god, that's a picture of the light of Ignatius. Oh my god, that's an original. How did you get that for me? It's like, sitting on the couch, watch TV. I fucking love you. That's why. <laughs> Stupid. He. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and I think that's a wrap on on that's a wrap on the, our hundredth episode check in on Patches and Gloriana. Oh, I love it. God, this, good episode. That, that was good. I loved that. that. Treehouse Dreams is always a great game. Always a fun game to play. Um. Wow. Thanks to no one for that. Prompt. I'm kidding. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt to, uh, to our show for future use in an episode, there are so many ways that you can do it. And I love all the people who send them because it makes us feel so good to see people yep. submitting cool shit. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord. You can... Uh, email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com. Yes, while you're there, be sure to check out our Wikipedia page curated by Katie Callup and all lots of cool people contributing dope shit. Um, you can check out our band camp and listen to all the music from the episodes. It has been updated. There's a fuck ton of shows, songs on that page now, including, I'm going to put up the John Pierre Grave Vape song. 
Um, but yeah, while you're on the internet, though, you should be listening to Jeff's other podcast. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. You can find new episodes every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Yeah. All My Fantasy Children is part of the One-Shot Podcast Network. There are a host of wonderful shows on the network that you should be listening to because they're made by really cool and inspirational people, like Design Doc. Join hosts Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they redesign their first role-playing game, Questlandia. Design Doc is an experimental in public participatory analog game design. It's fun, it's messy, and you're invited along for the ride. Design Doc is real good. It's fucking... Questlandia is such a good game, and it's so exciting to hear the new one being developed. It's real good. You should check it out. Yeah, if that's an interest of yours, and like, you know, it it is a learning experience. It's once again, like, it's a cool thing to hear people making a thing, and you hear the reality sometimes of like the project of the sausage getting made. Yes. Um, what else? What are you listening to? What other shows? What you got for me? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, geez. Um, I, I have one. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to something else on the One Shot Network. I was binging through uh, Warda. Um, okay. And I'm not going to read their blurb because I already have and I like them so much. It's an actual play with a, their own creative universe. And I've been listening and I really appreciate um, podcasts that have a good pace. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been listening to it and like, y'all, they go so deep into their own material that like it puts me and i think i'm deep diving on my own shit to shame it's an example of people who enjoy their own fiction enjoy their own world that they make so fucking much that they go so whole hog and like we're gonna play in this world we're gonna create fantasy races create societal structures and things like that and it's just like i marvel at the pace they go in their own fiction Mm -hmm. they're a freight train of creative energy on their actual Mm -hmm. play it's fucking dope Go listen to uh, it. I, I've been listening to Games Closet, which is Taylor LaBresche's interview show with queer and LGBT plus members of the gaming, of the tabletop gaming community. In, uh, a, a brand new addition to the Stop, Hack, and Roll podcast network, Woo! which is uh, well-known friends of this show. Um, and it is just their breathtaking interviews. Like, I think they are some of the most valuable and important interviews happening in tabletop today. Yeah, I agree. Go listen to that. Uh, you can find that at uh, riverhousegames.com? Yes. Yeah, totally. Now, um, for a verbal hug, I'm going to keep it real short. Here's to a hundred more. Yeah, here's to a hundred more. Hell yeah. And on that note, good good night night and good good game. game.